Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Omaha Talks. I'm your co-host, Parker Steele, hanging out with co-host... Brandon Herbel. And uh, today our guest is John Savatos. What's up, John? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. John, uh, John got over here today after dropping off some guitars, because that's what he does. Do guitar guitar fixing. Do guitar fixing mm-hmm. at Ground Floor Guitar in Blackstone. If you By didn't way, already know that. I went to Blackstone last weekend. I mean, having a, having kids and like not going out, working all the time. It's popping off out there. It's pretty nuts. It's the yeah. new Lime Scooter hub. Oh, yeah. it's the Lime Scooter we went there hub. On like a Saturday mm-hmm. and it was just like jam-packed with people that were like Fridays and Saturdays are insane yeah. out there with scooters. All of it. Yeah. Scooters, bars. It's funny there's very few brothers out there. You know what the funniest thing about Blackstone? They have this ice cream. They have this. Hold on, real quick, mm-hmm. John. Grab your cell phone mm-hmm. and tuck it. There we go. Do you think it's mine? No, it was John's. Okay. The radiation. Okay. I get to hear the radiation. <clears throat> go ahead. Um, they have this really good ice cream shop in Blackstone called Coneflower. Yes. And it's like people are obsessed with it. Like the lines wrap. There was a line around the block. Around the block. It's obsessed. It's, yeah. Weird. Nuts, but no, I've, ne- I've never seen a brother stand in line for that. Well, it's that's the because <laughs> it's the only <laughs> goofy white people will wrap all it around is, a man. block for it's a- iced cream. Yeah, it's you, that good. If you're on a first date and you and the, your date was like, I want to get ice cream, would you stand in that line for an hour? Now, that's a really good question because maybe I would, because maybe that would. Provide some nice time for conversation. True. Actually, however, I didn't think about that. However, 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 what if the date is horrible? And you're stuck in the line. And you're stuck in the line having to conversate. Yeah, that could go either way. It's a bad idea. <laughs> but they have good ice cream, though. I just I'm, don't want to wait. I'm going to err on it. I'm going to err on bad idea. Just, I, don't, I don't care how good it is. Yeah. I don't know. An hour for it. I don't know. You know, I've always been a fuck standing in line kind of guy. A line guy. And uh, no. the older I get, that line just gets shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> is that, Absolutely. Is that, is that ridiculous? No. I, okay. I feel like it's such I'm a agree. thing. Like, it's like, it's so good. There's line, you know, like, I need to buy this pair of shoes or this new shirt or this, oh my like, God. Or this ice cream or this sandwich. Or I this brunch. have it. This brunch, man. Like I, I, I drive. Brooch, which would have been like <laughs> or this bro. I have to have this, this brooch. brooch. Um, I know somebody that would appreciate that. Uh, no, I drive past. Uh, I live in the neighborhood of Saddle Creek Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I see the people just waiting at. And it is true. It's like uh, whatever, like brunch culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the wait is part of the experience. Well, it's also Not the in this space. guy's day. Like, it's, Not in this no, guy's day. It's Don't also blame a small me. space, mm-hmm. so I get it. Like It's small, so they can't fit a lot of people, right. and it's good. It's it, like, it, it's novel. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I Not know. for me. Food's good. I have a funny Saddle Creek breakfast place story. Uh, I went in there with my girlfriend who wanted to try it. It's a couple months into their opening, and it was still... I didn't realize that everyone has to wait in the one little square waiting oh, room yeah. area. Oh, yeah. So we're like crammed in there, and I sit down on like the one seat that's available. So I like squeeze into the seat, oh, and then a family walks in, and this dad with a big old ass just straight in front of me. Stood right and just me. like, I was four inches from his butthole. Dude. 
it draw, I was like, get me out of this waiting. Well, okay. <clears throat> was anything worth that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> the breakfast is good. Can I just say? Yeah. If, okay. I'm known to be a little, just edgy, maybe. You know, I just mm-hmm. don't have a lot of patience for people. I should have more. Mm-hmm. It's not a positive characteristic. But something like, I would have so much trouble being like, hey, and you wouldn't do this. And I probably wouldn't. I'm probably just if, fucking fantasizing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But just be like, hey, your ass is in my face. Like, how good would that feel to say that guy? You wouldn't say that, though. We wouldn't, you know. Totally. I, I wouldn't say. I would just sit and think about it and get madder and madder and madder, you know. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I wouldn't Also, either. if I was him, I would have been... Thing. You know, kind enough to not do that. Just, I'm pretty. I think I'm. I'm pretty self-aware of my surroundings. Yes, the people around me. And me being too. Considerate of everyone that like, <laughs> that wouldn't have even been an issue. Um, I have a similar story. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had some free time on Tuesday, so I went and saw the newest X Men movie mm-hmm. because Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Okay. Five bucks mm-hmm. Tuesday. Starbin Cinema. Unpaid plug. Quick comic book question. Go that ahead. Correlates to this. So, I like comic books. Maybe I'm a little out of touch, but in Avengers, at the did you see that? I did. The end fight scene. Is yeah. she in that? No. Who was the woman that was doing all the fiery stuff? That wasn't. That's Captain Marvel. No, 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 no. There was someone else. I thought that that was. Mm, I don't remember. I don't think it was no. her though, because they they. <clears throat> Did you see it? I've not seen it yet. I've heard that there's a big fight scene at the end. Spo- oh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. It's so not that not that spoiler. so long. So it's long. super good though. I've heard know. it's good. I was... It's a good movie, but it, it was a long time. Like when I went and saw it, like my stepdad wanted to go see it, and I was like, ah, I'd probably wait, mm-hmm. see it on a couch, you know. But he wanted to go, so let's go see it. Yeah. And it just so happened to be a really crowded movie theater, mm-hmm. in which. Two and a half hours, three hours. No, it, no, it's like three hours and 20 minutes. Bro. It's, is it longer uh, than Titanic? Yes. Yeah. It, remember when Titanic was a thing where there was actual like intermission for movies? And now it's like a thing. It's like, I got to get my money's worth. I got to spend $200 to take my family to a movie. So I'm going to fucking be here for half a day. This is why movies <laughs> are worse. I think how two hours has become the standard. Mm-hmm. I Let's cut it back. Hour and 20 minutes. It's a good movie length. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just short and sweet. Get in there. Mm-hmm. I don't need these long, drawn out, faced it. When you're going to the movies, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I, I'm not watching classic film. I want a day of Wayne's World, you know? Yeah. We watched that this weekend. It's like, boom. Yeah. So many, like, Give different me... stories. It's great. It's popping off, you know? Okay, but anyway, anyway, so I go sorry. to this movie. No, this is great. So I go see this movie, and uh, at Exarban Cinema now, you got to pick your seat. You buy your ticket, and then you pick your seat on a screen. Mm-hmm. And I always get there a little bit early because I'm not a fucking savage living in society most of the time. <laughs> I show up, get the good seat for the movie on time. Yeah, and you know, and uh, and I I sit in the back. I wear contacts. I got good vision. The sound is good back there, and I just feel like I'll be just kind of unbothered. You know, mm-hmm. not so. Not so, gentlemen. When you pick your seat, you can see which seats have been picked. There's like a color code, mm-hmm. right? Not one person, but three people sat directly on either side of me. Ugh. Okay, so that's brutal. And and you're, I, I, I'm in there sitting. They they all showed up late, by the way. 
which sucked even more because I was just like, man, this is perfect. What a great way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. You know, watching this shitty movie by myself, whatever, having a beer. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, in comes a couple, a teenage couple. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no fucking way they're going to sit down next to me. Plop, plop, right next to me. Right next. So now I got two cell phones blasting in my face because, oh. you know, on their fucking phones. Teenagers. Dude. And uh, was there I, nobody else in the movie? You couldn't have moved to a different spot? Um, well, we'll get there. I mean, it's the. I, I was planning things out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just like get up and move as soon as they sat down. I wanted to like wait, maybe use a restroom after the, you know, during the previews or whatever. And then sit, you know. I get you. Not, no, because maybe like 10 minutes later, again, late, movie's going. Um, a, a girl, a woman, I don't know who she was. I couldn't see anything. It was, uh, comes and sits down right next to me on the other side. Right next to me. And I was like, you gotta be. I'm picturing, was the entire rest of the theater. Yeah, are there other open seats? Okay, so it was pretty pocketed, I will say. Like, you know, like like mom and dad over here. You know, mom, dad, and kid over here. And then it it was sparsed out, spaced out. But uh, If I was a teenage couple, I was probably like, I was hoping, you know, get in the back. Maybe get an HJ or something. Like, that was like the plan. Then don't pick the seat right next to the guy. Well, well. I mean, you can see. <laughs> so you pick. Okay, so they probably picked it after you picked your seat. Correct? They, they yeah. definitely, definitely did, did because I. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't know. It, it and then whatever. That was when I was thinking to myself. I'm like, God, I wish this movie was shorter. For mostly because they were on their fucking phones mm-hmm. half the movie, not watching the movie. No, no, no. That's no, so no. weird. Like, no, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. bootleg this thing and watch it you can stay on your phone you paid here to come and look at your phone a lot of money too it's not cheap it's truly not cheap cheap. okay i don't i don't know who these people were Mm -hmm. but i know that they weren't important enough to have to be on that fucking cell phone on tuesday afternoon (laughs) (laughs) anyway john savatos is in the house folks john uh you've worked at ground floor guitar since we opened since day one yeah since before day one um, my, uh, buddy, Phil Shaffert, who's an entrepreneur and business owner. He owns several businesses, page turners lounge and a few other right. bars and establishments, um, opened a shop and they needed a guitar tech and I had to have a background in fixing stuff for people. And then he was kind enough to give me the space there. And then I kind of set up a bench and yeah. it all started with one. I'd already had uh, some clientele that I've worked on kind of independently through my house and, and my apartment in, in Dundee. And then um, it all, it's kind of snowballed from there. I know it's in overwhelmingly busy with repair work. So It's a career. I mean. It turned into something. I was just kind of like, man, dude, what if I try this? I had another, when I kind of uh, took that job, I had it was kind of an interesting transition in my life. I was like, I don't know. I'd already been fixing gear for people, but maybe because I went to guitar building school, which is called, um, Luthery school comes from the term like lutes, like stringed instruments. Okay. So in my late twenties, I had a, I was doing accounting oddly enough at the jaws and art museum. And I was just getting really burnt, burnt out doing what? that. Yeah. True story. So I have a background in like doing, um, I'd always done like stage production stuff for like 1% or sometimes Mammoth. Sure. And, 
and just playing in rock bands and just gotten used to stage things. So yeah, I was kind of yeah. combined that. And then I went to Luthery school and I attended um, Atlanta Guitar Works uh, in Snellville, Georgia, which is kind of a sort of like a suburb of it. I remember when you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This doesn't sound real. No, Snellville, it sounds... Lutery School sounds, definitely doesn't sound that doesn't, yeah. I mean, like, it And by like the way, he, like, that like, is an old white person that's like, we shall call this <laughs> exactly. the Lutery yeah, School. Which is just like, called guitar. The, the like yeah. axe school. Yeah. Like, there's no like lutes that. here. The yeah. Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Anyway. And that's, that's where it happens, though. So there's a few um, either private schools or... I know in like Los Angeles and stuff, they have, I think it's called the Musicians Institute. Sure. Um, there's a really super high-end school called Roberto Venn School of Luthery in Tempe, Arizona. Okay. And there's a few in um, Red Wing, I think, is in Minnesota, and Gallup, I think, is also in Minnesota. And there's these schools that teach um, the art, I guess, of guitar building and repair work, and you can kind of choose what you want to do. Uh, once you get kind of a background in that kind of stuff, right. um, a lot of people will either go on to do repair shops, sort of like what I do. Some people will take that education and then they want to work for a guitar company. Right. Um, it's a great in with, say, Fender or Gibson guitars or guitar any center, other perhaps. guitar center or some. It gives you yeah. a knowledge of in it's any a trade way, school. I mean, all yeah. intents and purposes, trade school exactly. For sure. And. Um, I'd always been a lifelong player yeah. in my mid-30s, and I've been playing since I was like 12. I was an only child. We lived in a neighborhood with not a lot of friends. Only child. Yeah, only child. Only child. Room right all three? Here. That's right. All three. Cheers. Yeah. No way. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Do you have a dad? That's why we're all weirdos. I, I have a dad. He okay. passed, okay. but yeah, yeah, but it's... uh. That's cool. Yeah. Three in the room. Yeah, it's weird. Rarely it's happens. kind of actually rare. No yeah. siblings. That's why we're all weird. Fun. It is. And we're into weird stuff. It is. Well, I didn't have much else to do. No. So, you you know, just some, my dad was a guitar player, and I got into it pretty young. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's go to that. Yeah. So you said you started playing guitar at 12, mm-hmm. and your dad was a guitar player. Mm-hmm. So you were just around it, watching him. I mean, my I, yeah. my dad wasn't around, but my, my grandpa and uncle, they were mm-hmm. always around it. But you got into it. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It, initially... Because they played country music, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't... That's not my thing. Yeah. And not like Garth Brooks shit. They were playing good music that now I listen mm-hmm. to and I love and respect. Totally. I wish I could go back to that seven-year-old totally. and smack him in the fucking face and be like, <laughs> listen! Yeah. Go this! You're going to like this. Yeah. But... Um, so what kind of stuff was your dad into? So my parents had kind of an interesting marriage and this will kind of allude to the music i got into really young okay so they were uh they met in the navy okay and they were married in the early 70s at you know that kind of age you know you're like 20 21 you get married culturally that's just what everyone did sure but they met in the navy um got out of the service moved to omaha they were stationed in maryland and waited 11 years after they were married to have one kid good which was me grief so but all of their other friends are you know they have kids that are almost like 50 in their late 40s and all this stuff so they right. enjoyed their time as a couple and stuff like good you for know them. things like yeah. that and they traveled and good you know idea. did their own marriage thing before good for them. kids then in 
84 when I was born. That's that's when it Shout happened. Out Shout 84? out to 84. Shout out to 84. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I like yeah. this. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. Is anyone an August birthday? April. Right here. Nice. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Two for, yeah. I'm two into this. Three. But anyway, um, so the, a lot of the music, Bitchin'. instead of being like an 80s kid, they weren't really like 80s people. So they all grew up like right. their high school tunes is like, you know, Beatles, Beach Boys. My mom was into like Carol King and stuff like that. But Ooh. my dad had a high school band. He was in a high school surf band. Sweet. So I got really into like going through old LPs and records. I'd pull out these like Ventures LPs. And it Sweet. just, before I got into like guitar, I was always like, man, these, I don't, I don't know how to play guitar, but these are the coolest fucking looking guitars ever. Uh-huh. And I love the layout of the, re- and I just love the whole aesthetic Fins on of them it. and shit. Yeah. And everything's just yeah. kind of outrageous looking. Yeah. And I, I, he, the first song I learned is the song Pipeline, which is an old classic surf song. If you heard it, you guys would absolutely recognize it. Dude. But that's what he taught me. With like Beach Boys? I mean, what do you guys, what's your feeling? I love the Beach Boys. I, I love the Beach Boys love too. Them. Dude, it's like so, that whole era. And just, yeah, and that was safe. And that was stuff, safe music that, that, that was, could be played any, you know, when you're a little kid. Totally. I feel like when we were growing up, like the Beach Boys kind of had a, a resurgence a little 100%, bit. 100%, man. Yeah, so, oh, because they had that song, the Key Largo Montego, yep. babe. And I feel like, and they had that, like a resurgent like in the early '90s, like late '80s too. Like, absolutely, they were on fucking Full House and shit. Yeah, like, John I Stamos. Mean, was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a thing. But yeah, Beach Boys. Jesse awesome. Jesse ripped. With yeah, the, the rippers. Uh, the rippers ripped <laughs> with uh, the Beach Boys. Sorry. Uh, no. Um, oh, by the way, rest in peace, Dick Dale. Oh, I loved him. He hit yeah. on my mom. I think you told True me the story. Tell the story. My. Uh, so, my family's always in a surf music and stuff and uh i took my mom to go see dick dale and that motherfucker at the merch booth <laughs> was just like hand around the waist and i was kind of like dick what do you yeah chill he was like get out of here kid yeah <laughs> relax he also dick dale uh big fan of his music his merch booth by the way he's like comes from that old school mind like big sign cash only sweet and he, I think he had a bunch of issues with like tax evasion. He did. And he got like bankrupt multiple times. So ba- I think he, he's... He, okay, I, I read like a posthumous thing mm-hmm. about why he was still on the road and yeah. why. And it, and it was. Yeah. It was some. Yeah, he was just on the not... road until the day he died. Which Pretty much. Yeah, man. I mean, did he just die this year, right? Uh, a couple months years? ago. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't recently, that long ago. Recently, in 2019. Yeah. Um, but he had the most ridiculous, like everything. To like get a picture with him, twenty five bucks. Yeah. Think to autograph and a guitar, specifically guitar, hundred bucks. That's the hustle, dude. <laughs> like wow. just crazy stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. handshake, ten bucks. You know, just and everything was cash only in big letters. I mean, that, like that is got to be a byproduct of just getting fucking sodomized by the business for a lot of a, people half a century a lot you know? of old school artists like that from the 60s particularly black musicians from what i know um to a lot of the i think it was chuck berry too like all the guarantees uh-huh. cash only up front oh sure because they had been burned so yeah. many times um, through just, you know, people think, you know, whether it's like a racial thing, like, uh-huh. you know, some white club owners, like uh, whatever we conned the black guy. Or just come a straight up play. club thing. Absolutely. Or you just know. shysty, yeah. you know, clubs. And a lot of those guys have always carried that mentality around. Mm-hmm. Just like we cash up front, 
no check. Once yeah, I man. see the dough, then I'll play. I mean, it's you imagine crazy. you imagine like today or or even, you know, um 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of shit still goes on whatever, but like Chuck Berry and like the Chitlin circuit and all that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. I bet they had to pull knives on people, dude. To get paid? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%, yeah. man. They I don't think any of those guys would have a problem holding a motherfucker down. No. Trying to get their cash. Okay, so I, I've talked about this on the show James before. James Brown is a big one, too. I've, I've talked about this on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tales from the Tour Bus. Yeah. Mike Judge's show. Absolutely. Dude, have you watched it? Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. Those stories, like, oh my God. A lot of stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm re-watching it right now. I watched it when it came out, mm-hmm. and now I, I, I'm just going through with it because it's a cartoon, and my kid will, like, sit there and watch it. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, yeah. It's an education. Mm-hmm. Have you guys listened to the podcast Disgraceland? Yeah. Dude, that's That's a great... Good. I haven't listened to it. It's good, man. But you said that some of the stories from Tales well, from the Tour Bus like were... it seems like very similar, some of them, yeah. but they do, like, Amy Winehouse. Like, they really dark rock and roll. and, like, all this, like... They go, like... It's pretty good. They okay, did I didn't Johnny... know they did contemporary stuff. Yeah, they did, did uh, Johnny Cash. like Amy Winehouse. Did you guys watch that movie? The documentary. You know, I've not I seen did. the doc yet. Oh. I've heard it's rough. Oh, I've heard it's a great film, but it's... Super well done. It's dark. And I, I you know, I didn't give two shits about amy winehouse mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i kind of I like around that era like i remember going to south by southwest and lily allen and amy winehouse were mm-hmm. like blowing up in 2007 yeah yep. i have a thing for lily allen. I, yeah she's, i was just gonna I, say she's a hell of a also babe. have a thing Dude, for lily she's allen. a babe i think she's a cutie uh but yeah amy winehouse like that 2007 like she was just like popping off like, she was she was i do i do remember uh like when she was doing the tony bennett thing and it kind of it kind of seemed like oh okay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like well maybe it's not just some dumb shit because that's what guys like us with radio pops yeah. or whatever like it just kind of silly. Also, anyway, the song that Rehab movie was fucking. Is, and that song Rehab is amazing. Like, yeah, it's, you don't what? Well, no, I mean, well, no, I'm just, I'm just to what like, it alluded to. No, but for whoops. sure, but. Um, <laughs> Damn it! But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's kind of mind blowing at like how talented and like last one to join the Twenty Seven Club. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Hey, while we're talking about um, rock stars, uh, all the dead rock stars. Yeah, Rocky Erickson. Twenty Seven though. Rocky Erickson. You're right. Okay. Bummer. Okay. So my buddy was sending me a text. uh, Matt Williams been on the show. Sent me a text saying, "Damn man, bummer." You know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I was like, Rocky. Dude, Rocky had a second chance when that movie came out. Yeah. Dude, that guy might have died in that apartment and nobody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like with his mom taking care of him. I mean, that could have yeah, been a was pretty a ugly Absolutely. end for the guy. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's pretty sweet that he, that, that, that number one, that movie was made. And number two, that he was able to kind of like come back from it, be medicated enough to come back and play shows. Yeah. And stuff like get out of here. That's amazing. I never got to see him. Did you ever see him? No, Man. I wanted to. Imagine seeing the 13th floor elevators in like the 60s with the jug. Like a small club. Dude, that guy rocked that jug though. Oh. Like no other. Holy fuck. They kept him around for a reason. Dude, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I showed Missy that. I was yeah. like, I showed yeah. Missy. I was like, you ever, she never heard of him. I was like, get ready. Like, oh, yeah. Put your seatbelt on. Dude, it's awesome. The first time mind. I heard him uh, in the, uh, <laughs> You're Gonna Miss Me. The very first time I heard that song, I was like, what the fuck is that thing? And I was like, and I 
had to look him up and I was like, oh, they have a jug player. Dude, that's yeah. just a dude on a jug. Yeah. Dude, that's just the jug. That's just Fred and his jug. <laughs> I don't know what his name was. Like a, uh, dude, like he rips a, it. Dude. A he touring does. band like coming through. Like It's funny that I just work with a touring band today, but imagine someone calling like a like a potter. Can you fix my jug? Or something. Hey, we're from such and such band. We need an Cracked emergency jug. jug. I'd be we like, yeah. Fix. Dude, yeah, you got yeah. it. I, I got it right now. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> That was a that was a unit in flutery school. He'd be like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Wouldn't it be so funny if the guy that played the jug in Thirteen Floor Elevators was like the most intense asshole of the whole band? Like, Total dick. Like, like after a show, he'd just be like, "You were off, you were off." <laughs> yeah. Or he's just like pulling like yeah. mad puss. Yeah, like he he's it. the one that just they're like killing it. Like his Fred back there. Yeah, the guy with the jug. Oh. Oh, it's funny to speculate. I don't ever want to look this bloody. up. I don't ever want to know anything about that Dude, guy. But that it's gonna be in mythology and like the nuggets compilation and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, there's oh, just so amazing. much like fucking insane, amazing. Just killer garage just, rock, like, man. Worldwide, there, I saw a documentary about uh, like Cambodian, like psych and garage music. Okay, pre like the Khmer Rouge and all that kind of stuff going okay. down. They had like a killer psychs. It's just that whole era is so special. Yeah, man. There's just song Ethiopian psych mm-hmm. shit. Saying, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember working at Drastic and we were watching this video and I've looked at it several times like since then, but uh, 13 Women. Can't remember the band. But it's this band that it it talks about he was the last man alive and there's him and 13 Women and it's just like, uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I gotta show, maybe show you the video yeah. afterwards. Oh, cool. But it was just like this, like what is it? It's yeah. like the best song ever. I don't know. It's just like that hmm. era. They were just it's like awesome. pumping that shit out. It was all on TV. They were like, you know, the go-go dancers and the like on yeah. the fucking like. I, I really think that's like kind of the gist of it um, was like the uh, the glam into the whole yeah. deal and just the attention, mm-hmm. you know, like rock, you know. The Beatles. I mean, it was that kind of like shit. The rock like, bands don't really get the pumped up like that you know like being a rock band on tv at night like who gives a fuck yeah you know and especially in that time and you know what i think a big appeal of that stuff is at least to me i'm sure i i I think maybe you guys would agree like the production and just the equipment is so fucking gritty you know and like real you know and it's not super clean the fuzz is nice it's it's super nice and it's definitely got a, a warmth to it like just guitar tones absolutely it it it, imagine that stuff in like a high-end studio with mega compression wouldn't work it just it's not the same yeah yeah the energy that they capture was so cool yeah and it's warm Mm -hmm. you know would you is that a good yeah it's warm it's raw yeah yeah uh you can hear kind of all the mistakes it's like perfectly imperfect yeah i just love going down that like youtube rabbit hole of like seeing all of like the live videos of all the like weird random like night like i don't know like late night tell i don't i don't even know what it was like right hour shit but yeah man just like tons of like videos the the, the old ed sullivan stuff a lot of that stuff's on youtube is pretty dope um what was the i don't know why i'm drawing a blank the Three women. It was a band. Supremes? No. Um, the Shags? Dixie no. Dixie Chicks? <laughs> In the 60s. Uh, Martha Supremes? and the Vandellas. No. I already said Supremes. No. Uh, that was the only thing I had. Oh, the Crystals? No. Keep going. You guys carry on the conversation. Uh, the the Pimps, uh, or Pips. Uh, uh, no, I'm just going to sound stupid. So, real quick, let's yeah. talk about guitars. Yeah. 
So I was thinking today, you know, I don't want to totally nerd out on guitars mm-hmm. with you or whatever, but I was thinking like, um, okay, if you had to construct a dream guitar, okay, here's the twist: time and space are no issue. Okay, so that being said, that being said, just to maybe be a little fanboy about it, if mm-hmm. you want to, yeah, you could say like. If I were to construct, uh, you know, you you could take it from, you know, I want I want the the pickups out of um, Jimmy Page's less something Paul. rather yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah like so think about it okay you don't have to answer right away but think about I have an think about that. you I do you do right I was away. gonna say yeah, I okay. remembered what it, the Shangri Laws oh, oh yeah Shangri Laws here Great we go band. that shit's dope too it's just like fuck. oh it's amazing it's beautiful I don't know because they were young they were like. 15 or 16 or something not old dude diana ross like doesn't look that old <laughs> it's, yeah. i mean she is she's probably in her 80s at this point but like it's interesting how contracts and stuff like that work like who things are always a little questionable it's like hey i'm i'm actually 16 maybe yeah. i shouldn't be in manager guy back then it's probably like 18 yep yep yeah you can go on the road yeah i mean i can't even imagine how they sorted that shit out when like child labor laws in the early 60s were kind of new anyway that's some weird shit all right lay down dream guitar dream guitar. Uh, i can make this really easy yeah uh, i'm a big fan of keeping guitars simple okay um i love p90 pickups like the what people call soap bar pickups right um i love some of my favorite tonal woods are like mahogany it's like Gibson guitars made out of mahogany. Uh, Fender guitars usually um, like ash, swamp ash, or alder uh, and maple. Okay. Uh, baseball bats, you know, are made out of like ash typically or a piece of maple. Okay. Just hardwood, simple pickup, maybe two pickups. I was going to say, tone. okay. If you're getting crazy. Yeah. But that's, to me, that's the best sound guitars. Two soap bars. Let's just say two. We'll okay. throw one in the neck position. Okay. okay. Um, let's just say a maho- piece of mahogany, traditional cutout. I'm a big fan of anything vintage looking. Um, like a Les Paul double cutaway. Johnny Thunders mm-hmm. oh, is like there we go. a guitar like that. Sure. Something like that. Just really simple, no frills. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big fan of Fender guitars. Um, you know, you can't beat like a Stratocaster, but simple stuff. Right. Um, I know guys that... In fact, I have so many local customers that tend to complicate stuff. So they want, yeah, they want every single option just because they can do it, and it complicates stuff so much. And again, teach their own. They're paying uh, for a service to, you know, if they want stuff hot rotted and all these other things. Yeah. I will work with some other like professional musicians that have. Um, you know some practical needs like hey i we're gonna when i'm on a big stage i need this one thing to like really do one thing i can kind of understand right. that but man i always a fan of keeping things as simple as possible yeah another reason too when shit goes down mm-hmm. fixing that crap mm-hmm. it's a lot easier than you know opening a guitar and there's literally a rat's nest of wires there's a trillion switches which is why i would venture to guess that most clients that want the bells and whistles are playing at home. Exactly. Yeah. Or church people. Oh, sure. 
Um, I work with a lot of people that play on, on uh, you know, they play for their local service or whatever. And oftentimes those people have pretty huge pedal boards, but they're doing a whole array of songs and, you know, quiet stuff. They're filling you know, up. Exactly. Filling up their space own, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes they can have needs. But yeah, but a lot of people, you know, are just your average home player. But, yeah. um, but they just, that's their thing. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the cool thing about guitars is like, you don't have to play on stage. It's I get a kick out of just sitting at home and playing. And I still oh, get the sure. same thrill about it, just chilling out. You know, I'm a big fan of playing my electric guitar unplugged, just Sweet. on the couch. Yeah, because it know, doesn't annoy everybody It's not super you. loud, yeah. and I just like playing electric guitars. And it's, yeah, and it's, it's you know, easy. But I always say keep it simple. Yeah, uh, I agree. I know you. so many other people that are just like, why not do it? Toss it, you know, it's easy to do, whatever. But yeah, if, you, if you're playing, see, I'm, I, I'm with you on the practicality thing. Um, and I'm not like a, a fancy pants guitar player anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to a kid the other day. Uh, who a friend of a friend or whatever were hanging out and he he had just started playing guitar and they're like oh Parker plays a little guitar and I was like yeah but you know you know and uh, yeah that's what he said yeah <laughs> and uh, he was like well what do you think you know what it, just learning and I was just like man just learn some good chords you know learn chords and take it from there because mm-hmm. he was like well I want to get he was a younger guy like I want to get uh fancy with it and, totally. and do all this stuff and i was just like don't do that man there's a thing don't in, do uh, that in... you know just 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 keep just keep it simple for a while and the fancy will come later it, it would, you know absolutely will come later yeah you but want something go do it later i really like the whole and i think i was just kind of introduced with the philosophy of just like make your shitty instrument sound good yeah you know that's what i had to and do and then upgrade yeah you'll just be better at what you're doing yeah. and you know and and design their they call this like process kiss but keep it simple stupid keep it simple, i agree stupid. yeah but it's just like that i even think through that you're part of, so you're part of the kiss army yeah yeah exactly <laughs> this is this is a true story when i was in I, I was in school my um it was really interesting i was the there when i was in snellville georgia this this luthery school was atlanta guitar works was uh, kind of like on a mini acreage. Sweet. And it's like a big backyard and there's like two acres of land and then this like ranch style house into the whole mm. basement of it. Was Sounds like it has a different name. What? Kind of sounds like a plantation job. I'm just okay. saying. Like okay, you kind of. Kind of. It. Yeah. But it was it was An just acreage. like a small small ranch house with a large workshop and then okay. a a some like two empty lots attached to it. Okay. So if we wanted to run around the lawn or do whatever, but anyway, in uh, the basements where the whole workshop and stuff was. So I go in there and you know, it's a little awkward. I just moved there right. to go to this program. And, and, and you're staying there. Yeah. And I live there Oh. Okay. at the school. So they had a house that sat on top of this workshop Oh. and I wow. lived in the house with, um, you know, the other students, essentially. How many other students? So sometimes there could be like, you know, four to five different people. So I'm my uh-huh. ex- uh, a few months I was down there. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, I mean months. I was thinking like years. And I was no, like, it's a few I months. I was thinking a couple of weeks. <laughs> it was a couple months or something. No something shit. like that. Like no so shit. here's the real interesting part. So, you know, you're kind of excited like, oh, man, 
guitar players, people that are into like learning how to do this kind of stuff, wonder what my comrades are going to be like. Right. I kid you not, I could not have had the worst roommates and experience. They were terrible. My, one kid was from Brooklyn. Okay. He's just turned 18, just homeschooled. And then his first outside world experience was, that? was this school. His parents suck. He was an interesting guy. Did he, did he get along okay? Well, <laughs> no, unbelievably no, no, socially awkward. About, yeah. Like, well, yeah, emotional fuck. kid, like a kid. Yeah. And he'd lock himself in his room, just whatever. He was into, like, um, uh, <laughs> you imagine, like, that real awkward kid that we all no i think i know what you're talking about right now (laughs) like imagine him at like 17 or 18 yeah yeah in guitar school it was strange and he was into like crazy technical like tech metal Mm. like like not like not like he was really into cloven path (laughs) essentially yeah (laughs) but like really fancy you know all this like you know like his version of metal was not like metallica or like a heavy band like it was like Prague upon yeah, pr- Prague. Absolutely. Metal. Totally. Ugh. So Ugh. that's roommate one. Okay. Roommate two is freshly 21-year-old Georgia rich kid country bro. Oh, no. Who his favorite bands were John Mayer and Dave Matthews. Oh, um, no. And he was like party animal. Like, okay. Had, big suv his parents got him he's down there like having the time of his life and he brought all of his weed going to loot school yeah lootery school motherfucker so he (laughs) he what he brought like uh he brought a ton of drugs he was like tripping (laughs) mushrooms and he was like um he he had um like dabs like wheat like the Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the wax thing that you had a light with a blowtorch yeah i've seen videos so his version of like hey do you want to get stoned with me i'm thinking like all right we're out in the country like let's smoke a joint no he's like we're going to space in like a (laughs) blowtorch i'm just like what is this? I'm and the first old off, guy. You're nervous that he's got a blowtorch. Yeah, I'm like, what kind of drugs are these? <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, weed, right, right? You know, I got like too high out there too. Like, yeah, way too like <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't want to do any more dabs. At least you had that. a room. At least and it wasn't. I had a, a room to space. retreat in. Yeah, but and so you and then share the, rooms, right? No. So we okay, hold on. We're, on we're, we're only on roommate two. Mm-hmm. I need one more roommate, please. Well, I'm the third. Oh, you're the third. I'm There's the only third. Three There's of only you. three of us in there. Oh. So we have this mini family. Oh no! And we have to live together and share like a kitchen space and a living room space. Tech metal kid locks himself in his room. Won't come out. Because other he's guys terrified just like, of the other guy. Yeah, other guy <laughs> is like in the in the garage ripping dabs, listening to, <laughs> listening to Dave Matthews Band. I wish I was making this up, and I'm like. You know, trying to draw my guitar out on the couch, and I'm like, you know, listening to like Sonic Youth or something yeah. like this, or like, yeah, something normal. I don't know. And he's just like, you want to hit this? And yeah, the blowtorch. And another kid's room is just like coming from his room, and it was the worst living environment I've ever been in in my life. Dude, that, that's I, I really went funny. nuts. That's really man. And both of these kids. Could be a fly on the wall. <laughs> I know. It was I know. insane. It's a t- this is this is one of the funniest things. Sitcom. So they kept dominating the uh, when we were 
you know, had our like work time, workshop time, and we're all kind of doing our independent projects. We had, they had a big stereo system. So everyone wanted to play their own music and they kept, so, so while we're working on stuff was just like this insane tech metal stuff, prog metal. And then they'd switch over to this other kid who's literally rocking like a Dave Matthews discography or literally as like a fan of John Mayer or whatever just like that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, i'm not saying yeah. john mayer's the worst maybe he is no but, but this like, is a type of person that we yeah all, yeah and i gotta describe how these guys look too yeah please so like oh tech, i feel like i can picture tech metal kid had like <laughs> Nine inch nail shirt. shaved head and wore like a like an xl mashuga t-shirt Whoa. and like just awkward just really awkward and yeah. the other guy the other bro dude backwards like, a mashuga hand. t-shirt though I'm, I'm impressed with that he liked mashuga which was kind of cool yeah and that's the one thing we bonded on <laughs> right. other kid was like tan backwards hat birkenstocks um like a fish t-shirt mm-hmm. with like maybe mm-hmm. some like uh abercrombie like expensive flannel and like cargo pants did he wear cologne he had an earring and he did wear cologne yeah yeah. And then uh, I'm and I'm just like this like <laughs> grungy dude that pretty much dressed how I am now. Exactly. And, and uh so anyway, when we're listening to music, it was always dominated by like tech metal guy or like Dave Matthews band. Oh. And one day I was just like, Hey guys, you mind if I play some music? And I'm the oldest guy there by like ten years. And I was like, Do you mind if I play some music? I put on Sonic Youth and we got through two songs and one of them came up to me. He goes, hey, man, Jeff and I talked. Uh, can we change this stuff? I don't know what this is. I re- We're just like, we just like can't focus with this like stuff. We can't focus. They I don't know what it is. bonded over their yeah. They bonded together. good music. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, this Sonic Youth stuff is just really noisy. And like, we're just trying to focus on our stuff. And it blew my, I was just like, this is fucking crazy. Oh. This is crazy. And it it drove me nuts. So then I immediately whipped out the earbuds and I just let them dominate the whole. Yeah. And then you locked yourself in your room. And... Yeah. You know. You know who? Um, it was nuts. Would have been a good person to consult in that instance. Uh, Bryce Hotes. Yeah. You know, call up Bryce. By the way, what's he been doing with the trees? Uh, he's been cleaning shit up. I asked him if he wanted to help with those trees. And Bryce and I um, just played a show. Our band just played our kind of annual one-year show um, at Brothers last weekend. No shit. We sold out Brothers, nice. which is really interesting. Holy fuck. I've never... Uh, Are we talking about lodgings? No, but Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Nice. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. So we had we had a... I didn't know if Bryce was still... Show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we don't get to play a lot together with that yeah. band, but it was a really fun show, and that's the first time that uh, they turned. I I had ever been to Brothers, and they were turning people away, which is kind of crazy. Wow. I was like, people still listen to us, but it was a really fun show. Okay, yeah, and honestly, kind of shameful. Is, we have uh, not brought this up yes. before. John does play um, in the Omaha Institution. Noah's Ark was a spaceship. One of the best with Bryce. Who's been on the show before, Bryce Holtz, as well as uh, Andrew Old Gustafson, Dross. Like where uh, he hasn't been on here yet. I've known it. So you know it's just weird talked story. to him the other day. Mm-hmm. You know it's weird. Just talked to him because you, his wife and your wife are really his wife friends. and my wife are having dinner right now. Mm-hmm. 
our children your together on your their fridge. There we go. There we go. So our, our children are frolicking right now. I hope. I first moved to Omaha, and I had this conversation with Francis. But when I met him and Craig Fort, we met Gufsison and this guy Evan Fox at this house. Do you know Evan Fox? Oh yeah, Yeasty Boys. Yeasty Boys out in L.A., dude, killing it. He hangs out with a uh, uh, fucking. Oh, that's good. Uh, Polly Shore all the time. They're like homies, oh, like legit. Yeah, homies. Polly's is is like his <laughs> like bud, like for real. Um, but cool. I used to hang out. Good for him. I used to hang out with him and Evan like in their basement when they still lived with like Andrew still lived with his mom. Like, yeah, we were like oh, okay twenty. Mm-hmm. We were like straight out of high school and like we're hanging out with him. So like I've known him for years. Yeah, man, <laughs> great guy. He's he's uh he one guy. of my one of my best buds. Absolutely. Him and, and Bryce for sure. Yeah. You guys have been around forever. Like, you know, we're not from Omaha. So I remember 2004. Okay, yeah, I kind of have the same story. Like, years. since I moved here in 05, and I moved here. You guys have always been around. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> that's pretty bitching that you guys uh, did sell out Brothers. I have not been to Brothers in a long, long time. I don't really go to bars anymore, but, uh, you know, not for lack of trying. Oh, for sure. Not for lack of trying. Mm-hmm. But, uh, dude. Trey and Lalea, like their social media presence is fucking beautiful. It's awesome. It was Trey's birthday at midnight when we were. Right oh, that we was it. Right. Too, oh, god. Which is sick. Oh, that's so awesome. We stopped into birthday. Shout out to Trey. Shout out to Trey for sure. I love that place though. That yeah. place is fun. I've only ever played there once. I love only that one time. Uh, uh, Bloody Mary. They make the olives and the the pickle look like a dick. Really, I never <laughs> think to order a Bloody Mary at Brothers. I did once, and that's like my go-to because they really? their garnish looks like a dick. You go for that dick. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that's all right. You know, it's funny. Well, that's high life. A, that's usually my yeah. go-to there. Um, God damn, man. Uh, Cash so, only, you know? That's the thing I always forget, too. Like, it is. Right. I do that Hit you with that $3.50. Dreaded cash. That's $3.50 charge, but it's worth it. So, John, as... Uh, as Ground floor moves on, mm-hmm. and business is good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. Um, I I really like the Instagram posts. Like, I'm not a big gearhead myself, but I like pretty things. I can certainly appreciate like cool gear, mm-hmm. and that like you're the only shop or, or anything that I follow, and it's so fucking funny because every now and then there will be a guitar, and I'm like I'm not buying guitars right now. I got plenty of guitars. I don't even play guitar hardly. <clears throat> but you'll see something and just be like, "Fuck!" It's pretty, Does that ever happened to you. Yeah, like something comes um, in the shop. And there's like, some Ugh. interesting stories. I have to give a shout out to my coworker Bill Sharp, um, who him he is the best coworker in the world, and him nice him and I uh, tackle it. And we have another friend that works down there. His name is John Pitts. Who uh, is like a, is a good guy. he's a great guy and um, he's kind of an electronics whiz. So kind of the three of us, Bill and I, run the shop proper, and then I run my repair business. And John has a small repair business doing um, he's doing some minor like uh, amplifier work and electronics work. He's like an electronics like genius. So he's really good with that stuff. So knows really how to great, solder totally. Yeah. So it's a really great team that we have um, That's there. Awesome. And uh, just being fans of cool stuff. Yeah. It. We've now it's interesting because we've now kind of made a name for ourselves with um, like consigning gear or just like mm. getting like high high end vintage pieces. Yeah, and this gear it it blows my mind where this stuff comes from. Right. 
Um, we have sought out vintage pieces. You know, if we have the capital to, you know, get a, a nice guitar for a good price where we can make some money on it. So occasionally we've gone out of our way to find it, this one thing somewhere, or, you know, we'll have to drive to get it or whatever. And 90% of it walks straight in the door. No shit. You know what? I just realized. Wow. Um, my friend Shannon's husband, Matthew Beck, that you've met. Yeah. Mike and Mike's and guitar bar. Yeah, yeah. And he owned Mike and Mike's guitar yeah. bar, and now he lives here. So there, he's yeah, and he, he probably met. And you I am uh, now friends with him. Yeah, actually, we've kind of bonded and hung out several times. And he's a great gear guy as well. That guy plays guitar, dude. He owned a guitar shop in Seattle. Like blows a, my mind. I never like, I, like I hung we're out talking like I didn't know a high end vintage shop. Yes. What? Yes. All the stuff that you like, they had like a hundred of them. Really. Like a, what I would well, call like we a all real need to hang boutique. Out because we should. I, his wife and I have been friends for mm-hmm. twenty years, and he's he absolutely out. great. Cool dude, I hung out with him yeah, a couple times awesome. over here. Yeah, yeah. really nice guy. Hang out with him this weekend. Absolutely. So. I'm not like shocked that he owned a business. I just like guitar never came well, up. He just never brings it up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but that, yeah Mike and Mike's guitar shop. Man, it's so cool. You know, I. Uh, I don't know. I've never been one to to go nuts or drop a lot of coin on gear. Like I just always kind of had that poor kid at. Like I have a Mexican Stratocaster and a and a Fender P bass that totally. I bought from a church. Uh huh. It's well cool. taken care It'll of. Darken it up. Well taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. But it is fun to just geek out on that stuff, dude. Like man, and stuff just looks cool. Yeah. Man, that's half the. Yeah. That's half. Do you think? I've always told people this, like, if you're going to get a fucking guitar, at least get something that looks cool. That you like you're to look at. You're not going to yeah. play it if it's ugly. Right. I won't. Right. If I don't like it. I'm big on headstock shape. Okay. The headstock's bunk. Not playing it. And you see a goofy headstock on on a guitar. Too it's much. all you can look at. It's like on stage. Yeah. Is that big, dumb fucking oh, headstock. Everything looks cool, but that's an ugly headstock. I kind of feel that way when people play, uh, like, the double guitar. Like the two double neck guitars, yeah, yeah, oh, they, they're a little goofy. Yeah, I'm like, um, have you ever picked one of those up? No, no, I'm sure they're heavy. Unbelievably as fuck. heavy. Yeah, I kind of have like a love hate thing. Like I wouldn't be able to stop looking at it and yeah. detract from everything, but I kind of <laughs> like to play. Do you guys ever listen to that band Soulfly from high school? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Soulfly. Well, me too. Is Soulfly yeah. with the uh, Max Cavalera, Sepultura, uh, the drummer that would sing? No, Is it no. Soul- no, what? <sighs> but what guitar did he? He had a rad guitar and. He had an LTD, which was what was LT? LTD was an offering of ESP, ESP, which were basically designed for like the only people that play like ESP guitars is like Metallica. Like <laughs> they all they don't play LTDs; they yeah. exclusively play like ESPs. ESPs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Max Cavalera had his own dude. That shit was pretty pretty bitching though back in the day. Uh, yeah. Dude, that was like tribal my, rock, my uh, Brazilian Soulfly, Deftones. Like, I saw Deftones or not Deftones. I love the Deftones. I saw uh, Soulfly at Royal Grove. You know, I know that that uh, I did too. I was there. I was at you that show. There? Yeah, uh, uh, it's so funny how uh, you know, like the band, uh, the Deftones, get thrown into that wave of mm-hmm. new metal garbage that we all lived through. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. all lived through, but let's not put them in that category. No, so Tom, I, I don't know if that's fair. Tom Flaherty will like, talk to this too. Yeah. But like, did you ever listen to Far? No. So this band Far is from the same town that Deftones. So Deftones got inspired by this band Far, who's this guy Jonah, and it's Southern amazing. California. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, 
I that era I was like listening with Tom like hum and far mm-hmm. and deftones and like all that shit. So like there's like a really cool like Southern California just like badass like well, it was kind of like honestly, that's where, like, Incubus and like all those bands I, came out of too. Mm-hmm. I felt like uh, you kind of saw, especially with Def- Deftones, kind of the okay. So we know that Latino cultures picked up new wave shit, right? Mm-hmm. Joy Prayers. Division mm-hmm. and Smiths and, and, and stuff like that. Like that, I kind of sweet prayers, I, is- prayers for sure. I I kind of see. Deftones is kind of being maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. maybe being a byproduct to that because yeah. it's it's very dreamy. You know, it's not like uh, absolutely. You know, they're kind of. I've always thought Deftones are almost more well known for their like atmospheric stuff. Like they're, yeah. I mean, they make a lot of like you know they definitely have like just straight away heavy like songs, spacey, but like but I know, yeah, like you feel like you're like floating. No, but it's, but it's like he's doing his cat scream and you're like it, it's definitely got a got a trippy element when he's got whatever. that like cool like sexy voice yeah like chino marino <laughs> like that that i mean exactly. you sound just like i it. mean like that song change oh, or yeah. change in the house of flies or whatever oh, yeah. i mean that's like that i remember that was like a, Dude, they a, finished that song and they're like we're all buying houses yeah adrenaline oh, they, yeah. they left white, and they're like pony? we're all buying absolutely houses. white pony record. is so good but adrenaline yeah. like their very first one so good it it Actually, that was the first stuff that I had heard because I just had a friend that was a super fan. So I went through it. Like, I, I had, was into it when Around the Fur came mm-hmm. out. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. My Own Summer. Yeah. And then song. by the time White Pony Show came them. out, yeah. mm-hmm. you got to be like, oh, no. I like their older shit, you know. <laughs> I always <laughs> Before, I, before they were on MTV, you too. You did Team Sleep. Yeah. Which was really awesome. I liked that stuff so, a lot. I loved Pinback, and I saw Pinback. They're coming. Really? Oh, yeah, that's right. At a, for Maha. The Maha... They're playing at night, something or like at this during Maha, and they're calling huh. it Maha like middle show. I saw them huh. at Sokol Underground years ago, and then like three weeks later, one of the guys—I don't think both of the guys had been back. Then like they were the band in Team Sleep, so they played with Tina. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And so yeah. like that was like super rad. But man, I can't tell you guys the last like really good show that I saw. It's it's been a while and I haven't really been going to shows. It's been a while. <laughs> oh damn it. Uh I haven't haven't really, really been going to shows. I totally out of the loop, man. Especially uh like I don't even know that you it's guys funny the other night. that as much as I work with bands or people doing music, I get so saturated with it mm-hmm. that I end up getting out of the loop. There's right. so much coming at me. It's right. like, hey, man, you got my band's playing Thursday at such and such. I mean, I get, it's like four of those a day, and then right. it's so much that I tend to just cancel all of it. I know, man. Like, well, we went I, to I don't the know. the other night, and it was just because we were like, okay, we don't have the kids. We're going to go on date night. We're going to go to the Benson. We'll have yeah. a couple drinks. We're like, oh, the Fane's playing. Uh, why not? But you remember yeah. when you were younger and it was like, that was a thing. It was you like event. waited oh. for like weeks or months to yeah. like go to the faint. And we're like, I guess we'll do that. You know, yeah. we go in there and it was When's like, when's the last time yeah. you guys have like partied at a show? Like, like time of your life. Oh, like, dude. like really rocked out. Just like best experience. Oh man. That's you guys a ever great, have one of those? That's a great question. Probably. You know, it's funny and you guys are going to like make fun of me, but. I saw Post Dave Malone. Matthews man. I saw Post Malone last year. That'd and, be fun. And that was nuts. fucking awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I love Post Malone. Um, but like in regards to like a rock show, like I like 
I don't know. I can't even think of like a last like really good show that I went to. Honestly, the Faint was good, but I mean, it's just you know. You've seen know. it. I've seen it. I'm, yeah. I'm old and I'm like, okay. I've seen no it surprises. Like 10 times, so it's good. It's a good show, though. It's like of a course. special occasion. You know, you're seeing something, get a little. But you I'm know, thinking where, like, where I'm just like, you know, like, getting yeah. right into it. And I, I can't think Dude, of it honestly, I, I, I really think, and this is a little Bobby Hussey, uh, but whatever. I mean, the last time I saw Fireheads when they played at Olivers, mm-hmm. and not the last time they were here. Okay. But the time before that, um, and I had seen him before that, but it's a great show, dude. Partying. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's going to be good and you're hanging out and they're your, like they're friends of friends Absolutely. or whatever. So you're, you're going to be there or whatever. But then it's just like, oh, this is sick. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like three songs in it's just like, no, I'm, I'm going to stand right here. Totally. And watch the rest of this. Absolutely. You know what man. I mean? That was probably, how about you? Um, Okay, uh, easy answer is I saw the the Pumpkins, the Smashing Pumpkins Sweet. at the their uh, arena show. Was that Baxter? Right? At, or no, at um, oh, uh, CHI yeah. Health Clinic Arena. Can we think of a fucking sexier name than God, it's the Chai Health Center? Ever. Or could it not like change them, like names every? How two cool years? would it be if it was the the Miller Lite Arena oh, or something along those? I'd lines. probably go to a lot more shows great. there. But no, that pumpkin show, they was played rocking. every single hit that you wanted to hear. Nice. In being like a nineties kid. Yeah. It was I would have loved to have gone that, man. It was every every it's so rare that you go to a show and you're just like, Man, I wish they'd play this or like right. I hope they play this. They did all of that. All that. All the stuff like the non like album singles are like, Man, it'd be cool if they played this song and then they play it. Right. Just I got like too loaded on like eight dollar beers. Yep. Just the well, big... you get excited. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, you know, yeah. Just, I was standing up, dude. You know that whole thing. I really just rocking. Yeah, and it's so rare that I get to see a show like that. But I had a, I had a ton of fun. Nice that show. I went to um on on that same kind of mm-hmm. note. I went and saw Black Sabbath with with Dross and Kate. I was at that show also. You were at that show also. Mm-hmm. Honestly, awesome. like like a big show, like I I, I yeah. reference a local show or whatever, but for a big show, man. Oh, that was sick. Are you kidding? That show Dude. was awesome. What? Sabbath. Oh, 2016. Yeah, a lot of the Liquor Courage guys like that I know like went to it together. And- I went to that show being like the, just know what you're getting into. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let's not go in there with high expectations. Totally. Blown away, dude. It blew me away. That he was, was a great show. He I should I should be talking about Tony Iommi, but uh, Ozzy, yeah, looked like great. a fucking dare I say fifty year old man, yeah, as opposed to, this, mm-hmm. to pushing seventy or whatever he was at the time. Mm-hmm. Like just doing great. That was their kickoff tour. That, that was, that was the first for show. show. Oh, that's right. I'll, I'll right. never forget what what he said. Uh, Ozzy he was like, "Oh, they asked." <laughs> Why do you want to have the first show of your last tour in Omaha, Nebraska? Do you know what I said? <laughs> you know, and they're like, what'd you say? He's like, why the hell not? That's good. You know? And was, oh. And I just, I standing on the guy in front of me, just, ah! Remember you when know? OzFest was a thing? I went to OzFest. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I would have loved, but that was like, Slipknot and Ozzy and like yeah I didn't go there when it was that I didn't I didn't didn't see that I I went there in the Pantera that was a big 
thing. That was a Which, big traveling touring festival. That's just dude, bad, dude. huge. I mean, yeah, that was massive. I, that was one of the first time I was 15. I went to Ozfest, and that was like the first time I saw people like smoking pot outside, like not giving a shit. Mm-hmm. And that was also one of the first times I ever saw like like tits. Yeah, <laughs> like like, yeah. like girls like absolutely the pan and stuff. And I was like, Whoa. I am in. I love this. I am in to rock these are and my roll. People, <laughs> yeah, I love this. They were not my people. Definitely not. There, there was a lot of. I think those people like they hung on to rock and roll they're for like now. one more year. No, they're at um, gathering of the jugglers. Now, yeah, a lot of those people. I was uh, close to going that realm. Oh God. It's not good. So, a good path. so, so, John, what do you want to do, man? What's on the horizon? What do you want to plug? The microphone is yours. Um, Tell the people. Let me think. Well, if uh, anyone's looking for, you know, good, somewhat quick uh, tactical guitar repair, come see me at Ground Floor Guitar. Um, and then stand in line for two hours for ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and especially we get a lot of ice cream people in that shop nice. too. Oh, I believe. The, the, once they get the ice cream, they do the walk past the window and they'll they'll peek in and you'll see people pointing. Yeah, it's at like stuff. keep that fucking ice cream yeah. outside, pal. Yeah, don't you drip on the yeah. '64 Jaguar. And I, I will just say real quick, you know, I think a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people, especially people like home players or whatever, might be a little intimidated, might be a little weirded out about going to a guitar shop. Don't be. Because John's one of the nicest guys, and I, I'm sure your coworker it. dudes are the same same way. Easy to talk to. You don't need to feel like anybody's going to treat you like a dickhead if you go in there and ask questions. No, absolutely. You know that's a good point too, because you know a lot of my um, experiences, or a lot of people's experiences in general with like stuff like that. You know, you'll go into a shop if you don't, you know, you break a string. You know, you might get some old man or some like 80s guy you know coming up and we're it's really great because we get a lot of women that come into the shop that feel really comfortable there we don't make them feel you know we're not like hey sweetheart need your strings changed you know and i've i know people that have have, have gotten experiences like that and it's it's awful um we i have a lot of gay customers perfect you know people don't or trans customers that come in uh, and I'm just their guy because yeah. they're, you know, I'm not judging them. They don't, uh, I don't, they don't have to feel like they're under the guise of some like weird rock environment where right. you got, you know, macho um, fucking. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and not every shop is like that, but I think a lot of people have had a lot of them are, great man. experiences. A lot of them are. That's not, not even necessarily um, in the Omaha community, but just out in the world, you know. Right. Um, so we do our best to, um, treat everyone with respect you know uh and if people are good people we're always good people back we have you know we get in interesting customers too yeah blackstone is while it's gentrified we you know being a guitar shop you still get some interesting characters in there um i was robbed once there or attempted robbery now we're gonna have to have an interesting guy we can get into that that's a whole other story attempted rob do you kick his ass John's a black belt, by the way. I laid down the law. You did. Well, I, real quick, he uh, he attacked me with the Gibson SG that he stole, and I. That's an axe. I didn't. I didn't. It is an axe. He was axe wielding. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't kick his ass. Okay. I wanted to, but yeah. this the second I was like, oh man, if I like punch this guy, the guitar's gonna go flying, and then Dunzo guitar. He had an amp too. 
So I was like, if if I like retaliate or fight back, like we're out like three thousand dollars worth of gear. Right. So I just kind of backed off and yelled, and then someone called the cops. Finally, such an ambitious theft. He's schizophrenic. The guy oh. was schizophrenic off his meds Damn and, it. and wasted. Oh well. So and he just decided he had to have a guitar nap that. Well, day, he wanted but, to calm down yeah. with a little blues. Um. Uh, the reason I mentioned yeah, that absolutely. why, why you're, you guys mm-hmm. you're easy to work with and why that's important because I remember uh, uh, the Ron's music in Grand Island <clears throat> it was about money and it was shitty mm-hmm. and I feel like I got dicked around a lot as a little kid that was just trying to not a little kid I was a absolutely, teenager but you yeah. know what I mean I got fucked around totally. you know and there wasn't anybody that was like oh well what are you trying to do here it was just it was about money and it was about yeah man you know, and making people feel comfortable is mm-hmm. the number one thing and and really what I've learned is people just don't know about stuff right and you can't judge them for not knowing right you know um so even if you have dumb questions like I don't know how to change my string you know right. I'll, let me show you how to change your strings. Right. You can pay me 10 bucks to change them right now, but I'm going to teach you how to change your right. strings. You'll never have to do this. And just making people aware of what they have and not making fun of them. Right. Um, you know, some people are embarrassed to like bring in their guitar to get service. There's like, I don't know, you know, but every customer gets the same level of respect uh, from whether it's a big band to your very first guitar. Everyone gets the same level of care and attention. And we, we really try and pride ourselves on that kind of stuff and just make it a good experience for everyone. And that's the least we can do, Yeah, you know, is just make people feel comfortable in a, in a beautiful spot. So. Yeah, man. And then like, um, you know, the Instagram posts, like every now and again, seeing like, it kind of gets me like you seeing somebody we buying an instrument. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially the kids customers too. that are super happy. 100%. You know, it, it kind of hits. Rilo yeah. just started school of rock and just started, Guitar lessons, so oh, this is fuck. a perfect segment. Well, you're absolutely, fucked, Brandon. Yeah, so Brandon, you know, you're and fucked. that's a great thing too. I do work with a lot of. Um, <laughs> be dropping five grand. Now. Yeah, my friends' kids all convince you to buy him like a '60s something yeah. Gibson. But uh but yeah, I, I work need with a super we, deluxe. Dad. Yeah, exactly. John said I need the I need the fancy one. Yeah. But uh you know, working with kids, just showing them little stuff like that. But it's the same kind of thing. It doesn't matter if it's a kid or like someone that's. Our age, learning guitar for the first time. Yeah. You know, everyone kind of starts in the same realm. So just keeping things cool for people uh, is 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 the best thing that we can do uh, to keep people coming back. We have a lot of repeat customers and a lot of new customers. You know, um, when Bill and I run the social media, we try and make it fun, you know. No, it is And fun. exciting yeah. and just we a get a job. kick. We also kind of realize that if you take cool pictures mm-hmm. of cool things – it's pretty easy. The response flows in quickly. Yeah. Because once, you know, you get the, we have a really beautiful um, mural in there. It's like the, uh, the Elliot Smith, like Mm -hmm. thing. And we've kind of found that's like a great thing to take pictures in front of. So whenever you have like a beautiful guitar and you post it, you've probably seen a bunch of those. Uh, People love it and they just love cool stuff, you know? So you just make it really fun. And we try and make the whole shop kind of decked out in just as cool a gear as we can find and get in. Um, and make it a selection for um, something for everyone, you know. And in in the, the it changes a lot in there too. So we always tell people to come back frequently. Right. You never know what's gonna be in the in the shop. So also, Elliot Smith go. killing himself by stabbing himself in the heart. Ugh. That's pretty nuts. Allegedly. Yeah. Didn't he well, ram himself like ran, run into a wall. Well, allegedly, like his girlfriend, but. Born in Omaha. Born in Omaha. Born in Omaha. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. He was an Omaha guy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yep. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Well, John, ground floor guitars, not lost. Yeah. Only children. 1984. We're gonna have to do. We should do a party. Or that's right. Yeah. But what we didn't mention was the wings. Ooh. But we should do this no, we again. Need to do a party. And do, we we, we should do, do a wing talk. We should do a wing talk. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know, like, pull off the hot ones thing and, like, ride that shit. But we should, like, get together, get maybe, like, a few more people and eat just, like, eat wings. some wings. But, like, maybe on mic. Fucking hot sauce. Yeah. Right? We could call that some, uh, what do they call it? ASMR. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing creepier than oh, quiet chewing. Oh my yeah. god, Ugh. no talking. I, I'm totally down with that. But, uh, um, but yeah, like an excuse to like drink beer and eat food, and then just yeah. like record it. Hundred percent idea. Yeah, we're all big weed fans. But uh, well, that concludes episode forty something of Omaha maybe Talks. 50, I don't know. May, maybe fifty. It's a bunch. Um, John, thanks again, yes, man. Thank, thank you, so you guys so much. Seriously, big, big fans of the show, and uh, I'm really honored to, to chat with you guys. More big fans of you. And glad we finally got it worked out. It took a while, but yeah, we made it happen. Huh? It out. <laughs> All right, man. Well, everybody, have a – whenever you're hearing this, I hope you're having a great day or a great night, and I hope every, everybody's safe. You. I love you. Um, I love you a lot. I hope everything's going okay. And uh, just one more thing I want to say real, real quick. Uh you know, I think it's great that there are a lot of podcasts in Omaha Uh-oh. that are covering various stuff. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a space that's unlimited. There's room mm-hmm. for everybody. But, um, you know, a couple of you motherfuckers are ripping us off. And, I, you know, I will not pardon my French. Wow. You know who you are. But there have, been some, there have been some pretty striking. And that's fine. You know, some may say imitation is the highest form of flattery. I don't say that. I don't say that. Call it as somebody it is. said it. Yeah, but uh, Call a spade a spade. but uh, is that what they say? Yeah, is that what they say? yeah I don't. I don't know. Wherever you go, there you are. And if uh, there you are, uh, I hope you can sleep at night. Directly lifting somebody, something somebody has already mm-hmm. done. Maybe just think twice about it because it looks kind of cheap. And there's been two or three of them. So there's a few. Kind of weird. There's a few. There's a few out there, but um, the originals. that's right. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, that's not even what it's about, you know, do whatever you want to do, but th- it's just a little, you know, yeah. some logos floating around there, some taglines, a little, right. little close okay. to home, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, we love you. We hope you're having a great time and, and we'll uh, see you in hell and we'll, <laughs> we'll see you in hell. Good night.